This is Mario Zamron with 210 Local Music Podcast, and you're listening to episode 11. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash 210localmusic. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This is 210 Local Music Podcast. We bring art, music, and entertainment to you straight from the Alamo City in San Antonio, Texas, where the culture of our past and the innovation and creativity of tomorrow collide. We're there. You can find us online at www.210localmusic.com, on Twitter, and don't forget to like our fan page on Facebook. Here's your host, Mario Zamoron. This is episode 11. I want to start off this episode, first of all, by saying I've got some merch, and I plan on having a lot more merch coming soon. Uh, if this first bit of merch does well, then I can go ahead and put that right back into making more merchandise. Uh, right now we've got bumper stickers. You can check that out at www.squareup.com market slash 210-local-music. The, uh, the bumper stickers are actually going to be $6, no tax, and no shipping. Or rather, the, uh, the shipping is included in that price. And uh, I'd also like to mention that we're now offering sponsorship for our 210 Local Music Radio sister podcast. Uh, that's actually on blogtalkradio.com. And one of the worst things about blogtalkradio.com, sorry guys, if, you're, if you all are listening, is that the quality is extremely low. So what I'd like to do with this sponsorship opportunity is bring it to the current podcast host that I use for the regular 210 Local Music podcast. Uh, it's much higher quality, a little bit more flexible, and a little bit easier to promote. Uh, I'll still probably be running it off the of Blog Talk Radio as long as it's free. I believe in about two weeks that my free trial is over and that'll knock me back down to 30-minute episodes, which, in my opinion, isn't really enough to, to host a radio show. But we'll look into other, other alternatives in the meantime. I also wanted to mention again, I know I'm going to play the, the commercial later on in this episode as well. We are an affiliate of audible.com. Uh, you can do a free trial through Audible. It's a 30-day trial, and you get a free ebook that you can download. best part about it is we get some money off of that. You don't have to pay anything. You can cancel your trial at day 29, and we'll still get paid. The podcast will still get that sponsorship money. You can check that out at www.audibletrial.com slash 210 local music in this episode I got a great chance to sit down and talk with the guys from Slow Like Fire they are kind of a, a well actually they're a very new band I believe they kind of really got things together back in February after the majority of the, the group's previous band Let Us Swan dissolved moving forward now with Slow Like Fire I went to their concert last Saturday for their CD release and I have to say that it was phenomenal these guys are very polished. They sound wonderful. They're amazing. Uh, their music is really, really well produced. You'll be able to hear a plug for the uh, the studio that they went with in the uh, podcast interview as well. Quick early warning, the podcast interview was cut short. Mother Nature did get a little angry and started to it started to rain. And we were sitting outside of Jack's patio, kind of under some umbrellas, but it really wasn't enough to cover up all of my podcasting gear, as the, as the guys will let you know. And I also didn't want them to get sick especially Jojo having to get sick right before trying to sing. So we are going to split this up into two episodes, two parts. 
At the end of this episode, I will be playing two songs by Slow Like Fire. A couple of things to mention about the uh, the concert at Jack's last Saturday was Donella Drive. These guys uh, recently parted ways with their lead singer and are currently looking for a new lead singer. And I just have to tell you, if, if you consider yourself talented at singing in any way, shape, or form, give these guys a call. They put on an amazing show just for the brief period of time that they were on stage. And keep in mind that they were also doing it as an instrumental group. There were no vocals except for one song. The lead singer of Slow Like Fire, Jojo, did hop on uh, vocals for them on one song, and that was just an amazing experience. These guys are sound great as well. They're very polished. They, I even joked with them backstage and said, you know, it doesn't even sound like you guys sleep ever. All you do is practice, and they pretty much agreed that that's, that that's where they're at right now, trying to get everything polished up. I'm really looking forward to working with them in the future uh, and getting an interview you know, maybe once they get a lead singer together or maybe before that depending on the time frame but I really want to play some of their music for you soon right after Donella Drive was the Black Market Club I gotta admit I you know I follow these guys on Twitter I hadn't really had a chance to listen to their music yet and seeing them live it was it was also a very amazing experience they sound like more like a South Texas rock kind of style a, a little bit harder edge so I would like to get a hold of you guys Black Market Club, you know, keep a, keep an eye on your Twitter feed. I'll I'll be uh, hitting you guys up soon for some music to play on the uh, the radio podcast and and see what we can get going there. After that was Slow Like Fire. They they played pretty much their entire CD. The guys are the guys are a really nice group of guys. Um, Jaime and I had been in contact for a few weeks to try to get this together. Uh, I also want to thank them for hosting the giveaway that we had on the 210 Local Music Twitter and Facebook. Uh, the winners, there were two winners, they each got two tickets and two free CDs, and they showed up early enough that they were also able to pretty much get those CDs signed by almost all the members of the band. Uh, but to me, that just means that they have to go back again to another show to finish getting the rest of the signatures. So, future bands that are wanting to be on the uh, on the show, that's something that we can definitely work out, any sort of contest or giveaway, anything like that, let me know, and we can get that done. So without further ado, I want to lead you right into the uh, the interview. Again, it was done outside at Jack's Patio Bar. About two minutes into the interview, the music kicked on outside, so you get a little bit of music along with the interview. There's some nature sounds, some cars, and then later on you can really hear the rain start to come down. So hopefully you like a natural environment of sound, because then you'll be able to experience it just the way it happened. Jaime and I are now looking to try to reschedule the uh, the second half of the interview for you guys soon. Thanks again for listening, and here is Slow Like Fire. So first of all, guys, I want to say thanks for, for uh, letting me interview you guys before. I know you guys are really busy, so I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for allowing me into the sound check. That was amazing. Uh, I've only gotten to sit in on a few, and I love it every single time I do. And especially with, with you guys. There's You guys have such a... It's funny. It's a sound that sounds like I've felt it before, but not that I've heard it before. I don't know if that... Maybe it makes sense to you guys, maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we we try to stay catchy, so, you know, I guess, you know, it's it's real easy to relate. Um, you know, maybe if you hear, like, a chorus, it's easy to relate, you know, something like that with with another person's sound, but, um, you know, we try to, uh, you know, the, these guys, they have the Monzone brothers, they have their, like, sound that they've been, you know, doing for, for years, you know, it's like the Monzone sound, I, I think. Uh, they could probably elaborate better on what what they do let's go let's let's start with the intro let's go through that and then we'll we'll definitely hit on that first so i always start off asking everybody who are you and what do you do i'm jojo i sing for slow like fire 
I'm Nick, I play the drums. <laughs> for, for a different band? Or? For, for Slow Like Fire. <laughs> I'm David, I play guitar. For Slow Like Fire. I'm Jaime Monzon, I play the guitar for Slow Like Fire. I'm Lalo, I play the bass for Slow Like Fire. So first, let's get into the, the Monzon sound. Wow, that, that sound's been developing for a long time. Been, I mean, I've been several different bands already. We were yeah. not even aware, like all of a sudden we would just, we start writing with each other and things just kind of fall into place. We didn't really like, we weren't. I don't think it was a process for us and we didn't realize what was going on. It was just like, wow, we both don't always like to play rhythm and one lead. Sometimes we're both playing like melodies over each other and we're like, started realizing that it sounded really good, but people started telling us that they like that sound and it's followed us throughout different bands yeah. and they have always mentioned it that oh that sound is still there then. nice and it's it's very it's it's just like layering and i don't think we ever really plan it it just kind of happens i mean it doesn't happen right away it's sometimes you know we have an idea and then we gotta kind of like come together and like Yeah. You can't just play all over each other because then that would sound like right. ridiculous. But, yeah. So by this point, you guys have, but have found it. I kind of already know. Like, I hear what he's playing, and I'm like, okay, I know what I need to play, or he hears what I play, and it makes everything fit. Become more intuitive and that's over just time. More like, it's become easy for us eventually. Yeah, eventually. It is more of an intuitive thing. We, like I said, we don't really think about it. It just kind of happens. Yeah, and then it's just refining it afterwards. So... I also wanted to touch on the name of the band. What was the decision? How did that, how did that uh, sit down talk go to the side, or had, had it been something that had I'm, been in I'm somebody's mind? I'm curious too about that. <laughs> when I joined the band, it was they had the name established. We had thrown a bunch of different names around. I think it just it kind of came. I think we had something with slow and something. Yeah, we kind of like something with fire. We all had like lists of things we were writing, like different ideas of names. So we were kind of like messing around with them. One day we were, I was in Austin, at David's house, and we were going through names, and I think one of them was Why I Like Fire, something like that, and it was slow something, and somebody said, oh, what about Slow Like Fire? That was probably me, actually. I don't think you were there. <laughs> no, you weren't. I probably wasn't there, but I was there in spirit. And then it, it, it stuck in my mind right away, and I really liked it. So when I came back to the guys and I told them about it, you know, we thought about it for a while and everybody liked it. And I liked the fact even more that if you searched Slow Like Fire, there was nothing. Yeah. So now that you look up Slow Like Fire, we're the first thing. Yeah. Especially if you put it all together, Slow Like Fire, it's like... Oh yeah, it's all one word, not three separate words. Okay, yeah, that's that's one thing I was going to ask as well, because Google doesn't like it as one word. Google first. Hates, <laughs> Google hates one word. Google thing. hates us. Initially it does, right. but I think <laughs> as time passes, it, it, it's getting it's getting the hang of us. It's like everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and start also with uh, who got each of you guys into music. Was it family? Was it somebody that put the musical bug in your ear? Something that got you started? I remember ever since I was ever since I can remember being young. And I was always listening to the radio and I was like, I want to do that. I want to 
one play and one day I think it was I think I saw the video for Bon Jovi, You Get Love a Bad Name, like the live one, and I was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to play. Hey. Yeah, maybe we should cut that in. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Later on, I'm going to ask you guys what your what your uh, it's not, it's not guilty dangerous. pleasures are. <laughs> right. well, for, uh, for me as a bass player, I guess Paul McCartney from the Beatles kind of got me inspired to play the bass. Paul McCartney and John Paul Jones from the second Nice. So, those were like my primary initial influences to want to pick up the bass and play the bass. What about you, Nick? What <laughs> made you want to play? Uh, well, my mom, she played symp uh, violin for the San Antonio Symphony, and I was kind of raised on, you know, classical and jazz, studied that in college. Then, uh, you know, just kind of kept it going. So, musical family, really. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, you know, following his brother's steps, I'm sure he's the older brother, so I said, like, yeah, I'll play guitar too, but, um, I think MTV was barely hitting our town as far as television, we started seeing some on TV, yeah. listening to whatever we can get a hold of, and we started playing guitar, so I started trying to learn as well, my parents got us guitars, yeah. I kind of dropped off a little bit. Like I got a little, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but I picked it back up again when I, uh, I think when I was like ninth grade. Everybody's playing music. Like, yeah. I want to play guitar again. So that's how it all started. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I had the same kind of experience. Uh, I started playing when I was 13, and it was because everybody around me was playing. And I think Guns N' Roses was probably the first thing that really like made me say, oh. This is something I need to try. Not my friends, and everybody around me was so much better than me, so I had to learn pretty quick. Yeah. So I picked it up pretty fast. Jojo? Um, my, my grandfather, he always played guitar, my mom played the piano, and uh, me and my brother, I actually started off as a drummer, and uh, I started playing, I actually played my first show in a cover band with my brother, I was about 10 years old. And I was drumming, and I would do backup vocals. My brother's playing bass, and he wasn't a very good singer. He was a really good bass player, but he wasn't a good singer. And a friend of mine, he told me, hey, you know, you should sing. And uh, I ended up singing for his band. It was a metal band. And uh, I did that, and then I started a actually singing, you know, because screaming and stuff, it's cool. But, I mean, you know, as I got older, I wanted to, you know, like, the ladies don't like screaming. You know what I mean? Like, they already scream enough. You know, so, so with, you know, me, like, I, I tried to actually physically sing, and then, you know, I kind of started perfecting my voice, and I was in choir my junior year, loved it, loved choir, recommended for any of you high schoolers out there, uh, join choir, it's awesome, and uh, there we go, I've been, been perfecting, you know, the vocals, I'm still working on it, you know, I still don't think I'm a perfect singer, um, we could all improve, but uh, yeah, 10 as a drummer, 26 as a singer, that's how it goes. And you guys have mentioned small town. Is, who's a show of hands, even though the audience can't see the hands? Who's from San Antonio? Uh, I was born in New Mexico, but I've been here since I was two. That so counts. Yeah, that yeah. counts. I'm 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 state town. <laughs> I'm from Nick. San Antonio. Yeah. Who's Nick? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> David and I are from uh, Del Rio. That's a small town. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Chicago. 
So when did you guys end up moving here? If you're interested in advertising with 210 Local Music Podcast, please contact me at 210localmusic at gmail.com. You can also find me on Square at www.squareup.com forward slash market forward slash 210-local-music. Well, with me, the way I met him kind of pretty much it. I was in the scene, well, not in the scene that they were in in the whole indie. I was actually playing a different type of rock, which was Spanish, alternative rock, kind of a deal. Because I kind of like grew up with that too in Chicago and everything. So I used to always see them, so we had like maybe a show before I joined this band. Uh, and then one time they, all of a sudden, we were looking for a bass player, so I pretty much just contacted uh, Hyman. You know, and see what's up. So then I want to try out, and ever since then, we Yeah. And Jojo, you were the last piece of the puzzle. Right, right. Um, I was not in Let Us Swan. Uh, <laughs> I'd actually come from a few bands uh, before that. Uh, I mean, because I've been in, in bands. This is probably band number 26. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> being that I had started playing so young, I would actually watch Jaime and David in a older band called Drug Honey. I'm sure, nobody, <laughs> nobody else there from the old White Rabbit team remembers that one. But uh, I would watch them, and um, so I, I knew of them, and I actually saw Jaime at a bar, and uh, he asked me, you know, if I was still singing. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I sing for a band um, right now. I was in a band called Skyline. And uh, he was like, oh, that's cool. And he was kind of walking away, and I was just like, wait, I mean, why? Like, why do you come back? And he's like, uh, basically, he was looking for a singer. And uh, I was like, oh, cool, you know, whatever, tell me about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for sing a, a singer, but I don't want screaming or anything. And I was like, well, me neither, you know, because uh, I think the band he thought I was in was uh, Brotherhood, which I was in a, a metal band called Brotherhood for, they've been around for a while, but I was their latest singer uh, before they broke up. So I think he just remembered me as a, as a screamer, right? <laughs> and then, uh, so pretty much I had to convince Jaime to send me a track. I was like, send me a track, you know? Send yeah. me a, let me check it out. And uh, he sent me the track, and it was actually the quickest audition I've ever had. He sent me the track, I recorded vocals. It was like a minute and a half, I recorded vocals. I remember uh, what I recorded on, it was like messed up or something, so the recording I sent, like there was like one part, it was like, <laughs> like it was all weird. And uh, you know, I was like, hey, don't don't mind that part. 
But uh, he got the gist of it, and then they called me in. I met up with them, and uh, it was as easy as, hey, you want to sing? And I said, yeah, and here we are. <laughs> and that was back in, that was back earlier this year? That was uh, about February. 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 Well, gist of it, my ass. I mean, I heard the track that, you know, the demo track that he sent in, and it was fucking amazing, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was like, awesome. JoJo had actually got up on stage and did a couple songs when we did a, a Finn Drug Honey tribute for uh, Jason that used to be in Finn's and passed away. So we used to do a tribute every year for him on his birthday. And Derek, his brother, was playing with us at that show. He's like, my brother's going to come up and sing. And I'd never met him. I'm like, sure, you know. <laughs> and he came up and he did, I mean, it was a lot of screaming, so that's why I thought he was <laughs> But he was really good from what I thought. At screaming. Yeah. He was screaming good. That video's still up online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting down, though, you know. Yeah, you can find that video online. Yeah. That's funny. So, I mean, that's how I knew him. So when I saw him, I was like, hey, you know, what's up? And that's how it kind of happened. Yeah. 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 I do remember like walking away and you're like, hey, do you want to come Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> well, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Do you want my number? Yeah. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get coffee. Yeah. So, Lalo, you, you specifically mentioned earlier uh, being influenced by Paul McCartney. Other than Paul McCartney, were there any other influences? Musically, that you that you can attribute your sound to, or can't say me either. As a, as a bass player, itself, or as a band. Uh, as a bass player, we'll we'll do it that way. Uh, to each their own instruments. Yeah, well, what I mean, oh yeah, I guess my question is more like me as a bass player for playing bass, or me you as a musician, I guess. You, know, as, like, you as a musician, we will okay. go with that route. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm all categorized. This is for well, bass players. This is for life. For hi hats. Growing up. Well, I mean, for I mean, besides, of course, Beatles, definitely like the old school uh, rock and roll bands. I also listen to a lot of uh, like uh, James Addiction. Uh, I listen to let's see, uh, The Cure. Uh, no, I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of pretty much a lot of the uh, UK sounds uh, from I guess the 80s, 90s. A lot of the UK radio Yeah. Uh, I grew up with U2 also. U2 was another band that I got interested in. Yeah. Uh, I was interested in. Uh, so I mean, it's pretty much cool, like the different styles. That's why I am influenced by like different bass players overall, like Sammy Clark, uh, mm. which was uh, James Brown. I used to listen to a lot of that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I have pretty varied influence too. And just to make it clear too, I did also some kind of a. From the same background, like I had a family background of musicians. Mm. They, my parents, my mother, they are uh, um, into Latino, which is uh, this uh, type of uh, music, which has been going on for centuries, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's been going on for centuries. Hi, I am influenced by. But all kinds of music, I love listening to everything, but I mean, more than anything, it was stuff that, like, Guns N' Roses, James Addiction, you know, mm-hmm. all the way up to, like, now with Circus Survive, Cure, I mean, I'm literally all over the place. Yeah. I, so that has always influenced me, like, the music that makes me feel something, a lot of layers. <laughs> Is it going to rain? I think it's, it's actually, raining. it's raining. It's right raining. Uh, we might... Actually, 
Yeah, let's let's grab a <laughs> an umbrella. You know, I gotta go turn on my kit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll take a brief pause. This is Jason from Hydra Melody. You're listening to 210 Local Music Podcast. All right. So you were saying that mostly a lot of 90s influence. Yeah. I definitely like. I mean, that's when I was playing guitar, so I was very influenced by those bands, Guns N' Roses, Jane's Addiction, and you started hearing like the Pumpkins when they came out. They were like, you know, blowing us away. We're like, wow, you know, we loved it. Guitar playing and the huge sound, and that's always been a big influence for me. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I completely agree with the uh, the pumpkins thing. I had to buy a big muff pie just to sound like Billy, and then and then it got more and more difficult to sound like Billy. Yeah, yeah. He got one. <laughs> I, of those. I came from the same, you know, '90s product of the '90s. You know, like yeah, grew up playing guitar around that time. You know, Nirvana, Jane's Addiction, Sonic Youth, Fugazi. Mm. You know, I was all into all that. You know, yeah. So that's what I I would sit there and learn play my tape, you know, yeah. or CD, and just try yeah, and learn it, it and learn it, and I think I learned the whole time you stream backwards and forwards at one time. Oh, wow. Um, my Buddy Valentine was a big influence, Kevin Shields, guitar player, I mean, he's a little crazy, you can't really duplicate that, but I mean, that was like, <laughs> to me, that was like, wow, that guy's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But it was, yeah, a lot of the 90s, that's where it all came from, really. So we talked about who's influenced you guys. I love asking everybody what, who their guilty pleasures are. I get crazy answers like Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we like I said, a lot of things for me are really guilty pleasures because I listen to all kinds of music. I mean, David and I be hanging out and we're listening to like My Bloody Valentine, and all of a sudden he's like, let me hear some country, and then we're, you know. But something that is a guilty pleasure. I just discovered Grimes. She's really cool. I like her a lot. You also like Justin Bieber, no? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but then, but then Bieber threw up on stage, and I that, not was, a, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> not a Bieber believer. <laughs> nah, my would just be like, you know, old 80s talk rock, you know, that's what they call it. Yeah. And then I'll get... Hair bands? Get it, yeah, I get hair bands, and then I'll get in my mood, and I'll... I want to hear some country, <laughs> and you know, it's out of total left field. You know, it's like yeah. what I usually listen to, and then I'm all I listen to all kinds of stuff. You know, old old country too. You know, like yeah, some Alabama, some oh, Philly, wow. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't consider too much having a guilty pleasure either because I'll accept everything I listen to. Like if I like it. I'll, I will admit it, I will not like hide it or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so I'm kind of open, I guess. I listen to different music pretty much. Yeah, if it makes you happy and you yeah, like I it, mean, then I that's it. I listen to uh, music from blues to, uh, what is it, to uh, rock and roll, jazz, funk, uh, some pop. Uh, but I guess it has to be a good pop, I guess, not the boy band type of deal. Yeah. Um, oh, you weren't happy about NSYNC? No. no? <laughs> Never. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I listen to even classical music, uh, Baroque, you know. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I grew up, like, I guess, listening to all kinds of music pretty much. Even mariachi, Spanish, mm -hmm. etc. So, you know, 
Okay, pretty much. Do you think that kind of lends to y'all's sound, where you, you take influence from everywhere, or you at least listen to everything, so you're not yeah. pushing stuff I out? I think so. I we think just, it's us. We just kind of let our, <laughs> let our <laughs> yeah. influences come through. We don't, when we write, we don't really, you know, try to say, well, we need to make a song like this. You know, it's just, we just start laying stuff down, and yeah. if it sounds good, we don't really tell anybody, like, we don't unless it sounds bad, it but I mean, you know, yeah. like, I mean, later on we'll be like, wow, that sounds kind of like this, maybe, but it doesn't mean, like, we need to change it because it does. Yeah, yeah. like, I can come up with some demo, I'll send it to these guys, and then once Lalo starts playing the bass on it, it turns into something else, and Nick comes in with his drums, and before you know it, it's like, yeah, I mean, it becomes so, like, fire. Yeah. Our music is already pretty much invented already, so we kind of take, maybe, maybe it could be something that I personally may not listen to a lot, but... Mm -hmm. There's something on that type of particular music that I like about maybe a bass or maybe even another instrumental sound where I'm like, I want to emulate it into the bass. So I kind of like mess around with those ideas too, you know, like when it comes down to musicality of these songs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we always tend to write, not thinking about a certain genre or anything like that. It's more yeah. like, I have this idea, okay. Let's bring it, take it out, whatever. See how it maybe goes. Maybe something comes out jazzy. Uh, but maybe, let's say Nick comes up with some jazzy drums and I'll play something more laid back or funk or whatever it may be. And then this guy adds, like, David adds some crazy guitar, rock, or Jaime, or some weird sounds, you know. So it pretty much works that way. It's pretty weird. organically. Just yeah, grows. pretty organic. And then, yeah. and then at the end, you know, there's the studio magic, you know. There's always stuff that we'll just be like, hey, we should do it like this instead. And just... There's a lot of stuff that I think in the studio, the song just became itself. Like, yeah. It was, I think every song had that, an element of that. Did we shout out to Aaron Harvey yet with AMH? Yeah, no, yeah. no, not yet. No. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's the one who helped us really, you know, get that sound on the album. And he was an awesome help. So, any recording needs? Yeah. <laughs> contact Aaron Harvey. Well, hey, I'll, I'll throw his link up on the site too. Do it. In the meantime, uh, for the listeners, this is probably going to be a two-parter because it's starting to come down out here, and I don't want—I uh, don't want to be responsible for Slow Like Fire not being able to make their show because somebody's sick. <laughs> so if that's all right with you guys, we can definitely continue this another time. Okay. Does that yeah, sound good? Yeah, cool. All right. Cool. Cool. Cool.